Hello everybody and welcome once again to the Hospitality Mavericks podcast with me Michael Tinkson. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders and entrepreneurs in the hospitality industry to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind that both employees and customers love and support. In today's podcast, we'll be talking with Bill Collinson, the founder of Bill's, in many eyes, one of the most successful restaurant chains at the moment. Bill's was originally a greengrocer shop in Lewis, before a flood in 2000, which forced Bill to start all over. At this point, he added a cafe into the mix, and the rest is history. We sat down with Bill to talk about his story, his view on leadership in a rapidly growing business, to hear his thoughts on what's happening right now in the industry and what he believes is the trends going forward. So tune in, you're in for a treat. It's very exciting to have a real industry maverick with us today here on the Hospitality Maverick podcast. So welcome, Bill. Thank you for having me. We met a couple of years ago in Lewis where we had our first meeting where we had a coffee and we talked about everything within hospitality leadership and how the industry evolving and how you actually get your, your business started. And I'm sure that people are in for, for a real treat today when they're going to hear a bit about your story and what's happened on your journey and how you actually have built bills into what it is today with, with 80 restaurants. Well, it's been a long time, those two yeah. years, a bit rock and roll, lots, yeah. gone, lots gone on. Two years was a, a sort of the tail end of that period of when I first started Bill's, when yeah. it was just fresh produce store or fresh produce barrow, you know. Yeah. So that's sort of the summer of its life, if it was in the seasons, which is quite apt for what I, where I've run my career, has followed the seasons with fresh produce. We're not quite in the autumn yet. I suppose we're still in the summer, but that, as I say, that two years would have been in the summer. Before that, there was winter and spring. And um, yeah, so there's a long story back from that as well, you know, the things that were the growth and the wrongs and the rights we did and, and the different ways that the industry's gone and and the way life's gone for me. Yeah, before we, 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 we go where we are today, it'd be great because uh, for the very few people, I would think, that, that doesn't know your journey, but it was actually happened a bit by accident in a way that you yeah. started up bills and it became what it is today. Um, I come from a family of growers. That's how we got our life. You know, it wasn't, we weren't any plan to become rich. It was just feed ourselves every day and pay away. And I only knew fresh produce and that's what I went into. Some ways it's because it was the easy option and I was young and I was lazy and that was the easy option. And I hated it for a while. Um, What I hated then, I now love. And it's really weird, it's sort of something I didn't want to do now, I long to do, really do long to do it and I'm sure I'll do more of it in the future. It took me on a path of more luck and judgment into what I'm doing and we had huge success but I've been very lucky I think business is about a lot about luck I've been in the right place at the right time met good people I've been lucky that those good people were the right decisions to work with and be around kind people which I've enjoyed their company also honest honest in a way they're frank conversations and say the right things to you and not scared to tell you what's wrong and what they feel I've had people work for us that have taken us in a direction that we shouldn't have gone in. But in hindsight, you can't always know the right thing to do at the right time. Yeah, but so I started with a small fresh produce stall in Lewis. That sort of grew and got a little bigger. And we started turning things into products that were we could sell. That when, say, a tomato was left, it got turned into a tomato tart or a tomato soup. And then my sister-in-law said, what you're doing with this fresh produce, you're making it look amazing and we should open a cafe. I thought she was slightly bonkers, but we did. And with my wife, 
my brother-in-law, Mark, and my sister-in-law, Tana, we opened Bills. And it sort of was a hit from day one. We had a really good chef uh, who I worked really well with, and I've, I felt that whatever I got, I tried to inspire him with different things that come in, different old vegetables, new things that were going on, stuff that we brought in from Rongier's Market in Paris, which is the most amazing fresh produce market. And sort of the menu evolved. We were very breakfast-led, brunchy, lunchy, and what was ever in the shop then finished up in the cafe. A lifestyle business, we loved what we did, and didn't think about growing it. We always thought we would like to open one in Brighton, we thought we'd open that straight away, but it took us five years to do that, and that was a great success straight away. We had an amazing building, a little off pitch, but it was you know this food hall we could open, and it was definitely, again, led by fresh produce, cakes that had whatever was in season on them, whatever was in the hedgerow was, would be on them, flowers that were there would be decorating everything, and it was just putting on a show every day. And I think back and the time's gone by, it was just, I would, we would all paint this picture that would just be so beautiful that guests should just, just should come in just to see. Maybe they couldn't even get a table, they just used to come in to look, and that was a, one of the biggest compliments we could be given. As I say, it wasn't the thought of actually making loads of money, it was just, I mean, Tani used to think about it more than I did because she was more operational and she was more business-led and she was definitely the person that made sure pound, shilling and pence paid the bills and paid the wage costs and everything else. I was just there tritipating fruit and making it look beautiful. Yeah, it was a great time, great time. And then we were lucky enough to get suited by lots of different businesses that said, we can open this, why not join forces? And by that time I'd done well, four or five years of working 24-7 and uh, we never opened on Sundays, we never opened in the evening and um, it was a huge growth thing that we could do more there. And got approached by now someone who's my friend, Chris Benyons, who's partner in Bills, uh, who was working with Richard Caring and Richard came and saw Bills, loved it, got involved with us and been together ever since um, so that was when we had two now there's 80 odd been very lucky to work with both of them and lots of other interesting people along the way that's a that's an amazing journey you've been on and then you had the business of course as you said evolved and changed like the industry has so what is going on right now with bills because a couple of weeks i think it was last week i was together with a an intern that worked for us from Surrey University and uh, we went to Bills in Horsham. Okay. And I can see something is going on. I also seen in Seoul and London, the colours are changing a bit. Everyone knows that the industry is high street restaurants have gone through a hard time. Bit of oversaturation, bit of dilution in qualities and new stuff happening with independence out there and we need to put on a better show. Give the guests a little more than they perceive they're going to get and Bill's was always somewhere everyone would ever go there. Wanted to be seen there for lunch and brunch and breakfast. We never really paid much focus on dinner and supper time and in all honesty, I look at the their business and I think, well, I, you know, I, I can see why people want to be there for lunch, and but dinner, we need to make it a bit more of a show going on there, a bit more in of theatre, a bit more warm, a bit more special, uh, without losing what we've got. And Richard was the one saying this, you know, this is what we need to make it more aspirational. So we chose three restaurants to start off with, which was St Albans, Covent Garden and Westfield and we just gave them a little makeover, some lipstick and some makeup on them, changed a few ways we did things, changed the menu slightly, everything, all the little touch points, made slight differences in service, all the little things that make it more, you feel special about being there for dinner. Yeah. They were a great success, um, a huge success. 
And so then Richard said, well, let's do 10 more. So we did 10 more. Soho was one of them. Several in London, on in the London villages. And they've all been very successful. But in amongst that, it's almost give the business another lift as well. So while everyone was, some businesses were talking about CVAs and we've invested. We invested in training, and the menu, more development, and also who we were, what we are, where we've come from, thinking what we need to be in the future, not just now, things we're not, but we want to aspire to be. We've done that over the last two, three months, and there's a goal up there um, from what way we treat our, our teams, from where we treat our guests, and how we want to see this business going forward. And we're not there completely. We're there totally in some ways, but there are other things we now have to re- reach out to get to. And this thing, most of the things are things we have been, some that we never would get to, never would have got to before because we'd never unearthed it. But things we are thinking, we've, we've been there before and we've forgotten that. And we now need to go back in and bring back some of the things we did in the past, bring them back and make them better, look after our teams more, have more frank and honest conversations with them because that's what's needed. The goal's been set and now we're reaching out for that. Part of these new makeovers and the little looks and the way we do things are all part of that. It's to give us that boost to get there. It's been very successful. And I, do you know what? I've, I've so enjoyed it. Over the last year, 18 months, it's almost taken me back in time from when I had one restaurant to get back in and get on the unearthed things. And you have to be frank and honest, but see te- teams rise to that challenge and join winning. Yeah. You know, most people just want to do a good job and win and see themselves performing in a way that pleases everyone but most of all pleases the guest see the guest return and happy and put on a show that they're applauded for so you talk a lot about uh, putting on a show and uh, is, is that your way of framing the, the, the total experience within the restaurant also both for the customers but also for the employees you mentioned them as well like restaurants are no different than theater it's entertainment People are choosing to be there for their entertainment. So when you step into a restaurant, you know, the actors are the waitresses and the waiters. The director is the manager. And so you're putting on that show. Um, it's on stage, off, off stage, you know. It's, there has to be honesty with it, you know. And when things go wrong, it's your chance to ad lib. It's a chance to, you know, if you go to a concert and someone forgets their words, the best bit of that concert, as you'll remember, will be those words that the guy sings that aren't on that song sheet. And that's when every waitress, every manager and everyone that performing in our restaurants get the chance to over-perform, over-deliver is when things go wrong, which they will do, because it's, we're human beings and yeah. things go wrong. It's only recently I've started thinking it is entertainment, but when you go back, I was putting on a show. I made, I wanted people to come in to look, to take pictures, to which back in the day it wasn't you know, Instagram and Facebook wasn't there, but... It's about that. It's about making people go, wow. It's about making people get more than they perceive they're going to get. And you wanted to come back to see it all again. And changing and evolving and being nimble, quick on your feet to do things. But I could imagine a lot of listeners out there in the podcast thinking, wow, this is a massive organisation. You've grown from you know, two establishments to now to be 80 and then trying to go back to what you want how do, you, how do you do that? Because a lot of people, especially when they put on the, the ops hat or the business hat, think, how do they create consistency in that and make people create these special moments? Along with what, you, what I've just said there, consistency is very important. So if someone comes and gets a, 
huge plate full of tomato soup one day and the next time they turn turn up to have tomato soup in your restaurant and it's half the size or doesn't taste quite so sweet then they're not going to be impressed so consistency is important how do you make it happen it's not easy if it was easy anyone could do that job but i think you have to have a goal and you have to work with it and you have to give the guests more normally i think if you make it easy for yourself then the guests lose out so whatever becomes easy for a restaurant to do whether it be have paper napkins rather than linen napkins the guest loses out so it's all those things that if it if it becomes tricky to do it's normally good for the guest when you make things easy simplify it then normally the guests lose out so the, to me it's how can you do the tricky things well and simplify them as well <laughs> you know so and also teams need to be challenged as well i mean people want to go to work and do something inspires them if it becomes normal cut and paste it's yeah. you're not going to get good people working for you so you have to there's a there's a balancing act there and i as i understand you you have used this opportunity to investing back into the business but also to shift the mindset a bit within the whole team about who you actually are and what you want to become talks cheap money buys the beer yeah. you can say what you want to say yeah. you can do you know what you have to the way you act is what makes a difference and sometimes you can't throw all the babies out with the bathwater. You have to do it in a in a organized way. Yeah. But it's having that goal and then how you're gonna get there. The things we do now which we want to change and do better. Um, the things we want to have more traceability on, all the things that happen in a within a business. And you can't do it completely overnight. But you can have that goal. You can chip 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 away at it and work as a team, work together and be hungry to have good morals about what you do. You talked a bit about just before as well, you were focusing more on putting on a different show in the evening. What is what would be different when I come into to a bills in the evening now from we just go a couple of years back? People want to be treated slightly different when they go out for dinner than when they go out for lunch and breakfast. I think they want to be greeted in a different way. I think they want to be treated in a different way and I think they want to look at something on the menu in a different way. And they also want to be a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. They want to feel they're in an, in a different environment. Um, I think we are learning and I think we're doing it in a way that doesn't lose what we've got in at breakfast time and lunch but definitely it's showing signs across the whole estate um, a whole restaurant every restaurant you know is showing signs that what we're doing is making a difference and the look the feel the fun it's just about we all know where we want to go out and eat in the evenings and people are a little bit chain adverse at the moment so you have to give them a, another reason to be there and what I try to do is make it so it feels like it's home from home I try and make it feel like you want to meet up with a best friend just for have a quick supper after work or on a Friday or Saturday you want to put some lipstick on and go there for a special occasion just the two of you or it's a place you can trust where you can say I've booked this table for 10 we can go and eat there and we've always been very good for that I mean People always feel that Bills is a special occasion for big groups and it's something we are working on even more to make it so you know what you're in for, you know what you're going to spend. And the person who's booking that, that a maverick, mm. who says, I'm the one... Because there's always one or two people in a party that says organise these things and they need to find someone they can trust. And oh, I want Bills to be that place. Well, I think we are, but even more. Work on it even more. When we think we've got it, try again. Do more, do more. More sharing, more... When you go in, there's more platters for, for starters, there's more 
puddings, you can have a group pudding and just more you, more you can share. I guess it's like I had a boss that learned me once that it's all about creating this environment where they know you, they like you, they trust you in yeah. a way. And there's all these small interactions that's happening with the guests, you know. Yeah. And how are you done like that creating that vibe in the evening? Have you uh, trained the staff in a, in a different way that's been in, in invested in that to approach that differently? Or? Yeah, I think, I think there, yeah, there's a little difference in training, not hardly anything. Most of it's making them mindsets. How do you want to be treated yourself when you go out for dinner? What do you do? What, what is the difference? Instead of putting a water jug on the table, you pour the water for the guests. When the guests sit down, you pull a chair out. All the little things. When someone comes in for breakfast, they're almost wandering and find their own table, but they come in for dinner and they're greeted. But there's no silver bullet. It's just no. lots of little little things. The same way there's no sudden death. There's just lots of little cuts if you get things wrong. You never yeah. know which one it is. And some things are... All those little things you do that make it easier for yourself, you never know which one is the one that is making you falter. And if you took away the pouring of water, would that be the one that makes a difference? So there's never any one thing, but I think it's a group message of look, feel, softness, warmth, service. We can't forget why people are coming. They're coming there to eat. So consistency, inspiration, a meaning to be there food-wise, which is the most important thing. But it's not the only thing. It's the smell, it's the touch, it's all mm. the senses that go with going out yeah. for dinner. Yeah, because there's a feeling. Yeah, it's a feeling. Yeah. And then you get a soul of a restaurant, you know, and it's, it's got almost an atmosphere, like yeah. a theatre. Yeah. It is like a theatre, it's got an atmosphere, a soul, you know, you can feel it. You can feel. I, I go into lots of restaurants and they feel, ones that feel like a film set, you know, the ones that actually you've got, you go in, there's no guests in there, but they still feel like a restaurant. You can feel when the you, energy. You can you feel in. energy. And so when that energy is not there, imagine what it's like when it is there, when yeah. the guests are there, when it is bustling. But as restaurants you go in, you know they're going to be good restaurants because you can feel that energy. Yeah. They feel that space straight away. And what you say there, I've actually talked with quite a lot of founders and uh, managing directors about their food business where they say that's where we started many of them they're on this search of finding back to that energy that yeah. bustling because you know we all know from the industry when we come into a place we know it works a lot yeah, yeah. so I would say that when I was in Horsham there was an amazing energy when I came mm. in that door yeah. it was just great well, it was a lovely building and so lovely buildings building. always help yeah. but you know I, we, I, I have got restaurants that, I, that haven't got that energy and they're very few but I know I can feel it I can feel it and uh you know, sometimes it's because of a team are disgruntled. They can take it. They can sap that energy as well. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely tell. You can tell when uh, something's got that buzz about it, and you can tell when there's no one in there. So, are you continuing slowly then to roll out this new way of being bill or doing bills? The smart well, might change across the estate, or is there is there specific yeah. restaurants this fits to? Or well, I don't, what I don't want to do is make everything the same. I want every every site to be site specific. I it's got its soul, yeah. it's got its look, it's got its feel, it's got its team. Yeah. They're all slightly different, yeah. um, and I want that to come out. But with the trust of our teams underpinning, looking after, supporting, and being, I'm going to say families, not families, I don't know what is the word, but we can all work together to help each other. And I think, yeah, so we've got another 10 sites we're doing this summer, mm -hmm. but none are the same. They're all slightly different. I've got their own feel about them. 
we start, I think, in Cardiff's the next one, which is a phenomenal business, the Cardiff business. There's no reason to go and do anything, only that we want to give it a bit more. And so Cardiff is one of the first one after that, and I think then there's Nottingham, and then the, we've got a little, and there's a few local ones, there's Brighton, Lewis at the end of the year, so there's lots going on. But as I say, I, I, I look at even, say, Lewis or Brighton, and we, I want to take Brighton, I want to give back what we did there 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not all about a coat of paint and a new chair. It's about what goes on on the menu and what goes on in the look and the feel of fresh as much as a structural thing. What you're actually touching on here is also the whole personalization. This personal experience we all want that's a bit different when we go out, we're looking for... We had Camilla Sidwell uh, about a month ago on the podcast and she talks a lot about bespoke experiences, both yeah. from, from the drinks to the food to the way you approach the, each customer that's yeah. coming in, reading the customers and so on. Is that something also you are following as, as a strategy in BLS? Yeah, I think, that? I think we've always been very, our teams are very kind. Mm. And uh, the compliments we get across the estate where we gift, we celebrate people's birthdays with them, we have such loyal guests that come back on numerous occasions. We're very good at that personalisation. I just want to do it more. If we open in Glasgow, it's follow that whatever's a Glasgow sausage, mm. we should be making it. And which obviously, as I said, makes it harder for ourselves. It makes it so much harder to not to have a company sausage that can have the great provenance, but wouldn't it be nice if we can search out products from around the, that area yeah. that we can have on their menu that, you know, when you go into Glasgow, then you have a, a Bill's breakfast in Glasgow, then, you know, undercover. We don't have to blatantly talk about it, but what we'll do is, from a personal point of view, I know that... There's traceability to this farm that's close to us, that's created this sausage, and we can do the same. Sussex, Ken, you know, it makes it more tricky, but won't the guests like it more in the long run? If we don't even brag about that, but they discover it, they uncover it, you know, there's more truth in that. And then if you talk about something, then people, some people will believe you, but if they find it on their own, everyone believes you. Yeah. There's one thing you, you talked a lot about when we've been having conversations before is that sometimes things goes wrong with the guests or in general go wrong that's an opportunity and you have a very unique approach that really grounded in me after our conversation said that's the way to approach it yeah yeah i mean we're all going to get things wrong that's how you put them right and so obviously you can put them right i mean if you come in for a dinner at bills and something's not quite right and we we replace it and we overperform to put it right you leave that restaurant thinking, wow, God, they did such a good job. If you just got the, what you wanted in the first place and what you perceived you were going to get, you leave thinking, that was good. If someone gets makes a mistake and they put it right in such a good manner, you leave there well by that business. So it's almost to make a mistake, it's the opportunity, the chance to put it right well. And I take that on board with the whole of the business now. We've made some mistakes we've got the opportunity to put it right. And I feel that it's a huge opportunity for not just our business, but lots of businesses to see it wasn't even what we did wrong at the time. It wasn't wrong at the time, but it's wrong for now. And we need to put that right. And if we put it right well, and we put it right quickly and in an exciting theatre-ish way where we can put on that show, we can make ourselves be looked upon as better than we were in the first place. 
Going a bit into the industry, that's, we, we, we touched shortly on in the beginning as well. There's been you know, a lot of things happening and there's, there's some people have been struggling, but uh, there's also a lot of new things happening and, and, and the mm. market is still thriving. And I, I remember my mom always said to me that uh, she was a restaurateur herself. She said, uh, always going to be work for the undertaker and the restaurateur because we're going to yeah. eat and we're going to die. That's well, there is that thing where you know, the high street's struggling. Yeah. Everyone still wants to go out for an experience. If you can put on the show, then it's always that experience. I mean, there is delivery, there's a supermarket doing this two for one dinners on a Saturday night, but they don't give you that experience, they don't give you that theatre, they don't give you that life of taking yourself out and you're on stage in that restaurant. And that's what we've got ahead of anyone, along with The Undertaker. You know, yeah. that's people need, will always go out to take themselves out and to enjoy life. You've got to make yourself that place where, they, where they've got less to spend, but they want to spend it with you. Yeah. And so the way to do that is to you know, make your show better than someone else's. All the things that's, that's happening in the industry, where do you see the industry is in a, in a couple of years' time? Because there's a lot of change going on in the moment. There's, there's also newbies coming on along. There's a lot of positive stories as that's well. amazing. Yeah. In, in a sort of startups, independent. I mean, obviously, because I look at my little local town, which is Lewis, I've mm. never seen so many shops for let. Shops that have been, haven't come up in the whole of my life. Traders that have been there you know, since the last 30 years are now empty. And so there's going to be opportunities for people to go into units where they, there wasn't the opportunity, where they were priced out of the market for many years by big operators or operators that have been there doing lifestyle shops all their lives, you know. And so there's going to be more opportunity. And plus there's more opportunity because there's more food halls and Victoria, Box Park, all those things are opening doors for independents to try new things. There's been oversaturation, there's been some casualties, and I think there's still a place for us. I still think there's a place for anyone that ups their game. You know, I think there's huge opportunities out there, huge. One thing I've noticed is that especially smaller groups is booming forward in, in the moment where they really are focusing on what you also said, putting on a theatre, yeah. the the whole guest experience is very different. It's the Fight Club, Dark Club, there yeah, yeah. is Mokui in the North, there is the Shoom. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of people are doing really, really great things. Are you seeing there will become more of these smaller groups that's moving forward, or would it be more independent-led? I can't see them. anyone opening up 80 restaurants with the same thing anymore. You know, I look at places like Caravan, there's, I think there's six of them now. Yeah. You know, will they now diversify into doing six of something else yeah. or six of something else? There's been some bad stuff going on out there, some quality issues and in the um, casual dining industry. Yeah. And so people have to step up and make it a better experience for people. What I'm seeing with our business is that we are growing because of it. You know, our sales are growing day on day and, we're, and you know, I'm, I'm enjoying that. I like the, you know, the, the, the winning thing. And as I said, I've been the last year involved with that and it takes me back to the first five years of starting up my first of bills and you know we're going to do, be doing more we're going to be trying new things making it more exciting one of the things that, that's been a, a lot of focusing on recently in the industry as well also we are focusing more and more again back to looking at you know as you talked about the product the experience but also our guests but that's also our teams there's there's more and more investment now coming back into team yeah. the teams and of course there's a outside circumstances like brexit that makes it makes it harder to find the right amount of talent mm. how, how are you approaching all that that in build because it, 
it's again normally a place where people stick around for, for longer time. And that's well, I think you, it's all about support. It's about making sure you give people a chance to grow their careers, opportunities, and then once you've given them a chance to grow their careers, supporting them in the right way, sometimes it's it's about having tough conversations with people saying, you're not quite ready for that yet, but let's get you where you want to be. And not taking the easy option sometimes, which is to just take someone that's in your business and give them a pay rise, give them a role, and then not support them with it properly. And because you're too busy to do these things, but it's going to be difficult because obviously European neighbours they don't feel as welcome as they were, and the opportunities in their own countries are larger, and they fill a big part of them job space within our restaurants. All we can do is look after them. All we can do is give them the chance to improve their careers and support them and make them feel welcome in their business and give them, as I say, give them as much support and make them feel like they're wanted. Creating this uh, this environment for, you know, you're talking a bit about like what you call a high-performance environment I, without have to be extreme in a way, but it's this place where you feel very special as well as an, as an employee. Are you doing any different things? Are you uh, doing training in a different way? Have you changed the way you're, you're looking we, for we, people or...? Yeah, of course, all the time. Yeah. When we did the new bills, in a way, we made it such a big thing. But it, now I look back at over the last 13 we did, it was a big thing, but it wasn't any more than we're doing now. Just a few little things. And I think you can make things seem like a mountain to people. And if you look like it's a mountain, they find it hard to climb. If it's a little walk in the park and there's a few hills. But if you talk it and make it difficult, you can make things difficult yourself. You make things difficult because it's too hard at that time to make them easy and it's too big a job to make them easy. Good's good, bad's always been bad and I think that's what you need to make sure people see and it's just how people treat other people the way they want to be treated themselves from internally and to your guests. You know the things you like when you go out for dinner and you know things you like when you go out for breakfast and also you know the way you want to be treated at work and that's the main thing. And you won't always get it right, but as long as you strive to, and if you make a mistake, you try and put it right. I was at the Cash and Dining show yesterday, and you could definitely feel the conversation that went was about how do we as a, an industry as a whole set higher standards within this, and how do we, as you say, how do you just become better, and how do you make, just make feel, people feel welcome? Yeah, yeah. And how do we make sure that we as an industry, that because we're all dependent on these people floating around in a way, so we all know we borrow them a certain amount of time and then they probably move on to somewhere else yeah it's very transient the whole yeah. industry you know people do it for a while yeah. it's never been classed totally as a career I think we need to make it a career yeah. I think we need to make people feel they're in something that they're you know there's growth so to me all the best KPs kitchen porters become the best sous chefs and the best chefs mm. they're the ones that you can grow I've been around for bills for a long time now and I see guys that were waitresses have worked their way through the business to become AMs, GMs, AGMs in their business you know and and then come up for all that and we just I just had this thing we, we did a thing to find try and find, understand what, where we were what we are where we want to be and we took these people from um, within our business so from the chairman of bills David who instigated the whole thing you know mm. and from operations managers to managing director to Chris Benyon's a partner and head of the food of bills to me to GM sitting there we did a lot of listening to them and they came up with what they thought where we should be the GMs were the ones that come up with the words they were the ones that made the sentences to, to inspire me well I couldn't actually get out myself and 
definitely you know it's, we have to listen to what the teams feel and because they're the ones on a day-to-day business day-to-day running their businesses and looking after their teams and their guests so we have to work with them inspire them and negotiate what they do and then support them this is super interesting because that's also a very different way than a more maybe traditional environment where you actually invite people from the business into as the senior management and to listen to their stories yeah and what they think where you should go i guess that's a, what do you call it, bottom up in a way and, and yeah i mean they amazed me they were i was inspired by the way they performed in that meeting mm. it made me feel excited oh god these are young yeah. people in the early 20s and you know i was proud to be there with them on this journey you, you've been on now you say is another phase of, of that journey i guess also that means that you have been reinventing yourself on that journey all the time because i could imagine from having one shop to two shop to ten i miss those it? days i miss yeah. those days where i can actually go and paint the picture myself and yeah. put on that show and see where you've been sometimes you know where you go to market in the mornings you the farmers bring their produce in and you can paint that picture and you can also see the the delight the guest gets you know you miss that and i'm definitely in, part of my role now will be to get back in and get my hands dirty doing that so we'll see you in the kitchens uh, yeah a little bit maybe yeah. yeah yeah a little bit and also you know just stylizing it i want to put some more fresh back into definitely lewis and brighton a little yeah. bit and a lot more juicing going on a lot more vegetarian a lot more vegan and a lot more focus on i mean what my partner calls a veg centric founder mm-hmm. veg led mm. yeah so whatever's in season whatever cabbage is there will be yeah. what's on their cabbage and it'd be a delight in some way that's quirky and done in a different way that's you'll see more veg on the menu more veggies king and salad and And I guess that's also again coming back to again where the guests are, are moving because people in general are becoming more aware yeah. about the you know plant-based food and yeah. what it does to yourself, but also what actually the impact it has on on the planet and we're sustainability. Not, we're not things. inventing that. I'm saying that yeah. we should own it because that's where our heritage and we've yeah. lost our way a bit with that. And we are aiming now to grow, grow, grow. Follow those seasons. I mean find a new way of doing things and just have some fun with it you know make it fun what is a in in your mind the, the biggest challenge in, in going forward now and, and implementing all these things and, and and getting it right and putting on the right show as you mentioned before what is going to be your biggest challenge on that journey now the biggest challenge is for these people mm. it's finding people that you can inspire to stay with mm. you and having a room to grow them correctly and making sure we treat him in a way we sh- with the support they should have yeah it's no surprise that where you've got really good teams the business does really well you know and so it's that and obviously making sure we're aspirational in food and exciting and beauty because people buy with their eyes coming into a back a little bit into the industry there's been a lot of change you know we call it tech called delivery that's been more like instant ordering and there's been a lot of talk about that this is going to take you know seats away from the restaurants or diners away because they yeah, would yeah. rather order it and sit at home hmm. where do you think that's going to involve over the next couple of years because it's a growing market of course yeah we need to you need to be in it but you know you also need to have that distinction that people still can't have that same experience so whatever we do we need to still put on a show it's not in and you have to make what what we can deliver what can be delivered to your home delivered well delivering people what people actually want to eat yeah. <laughs> at home 
And then when they come into the restaurant, it needs to be a show you put on. Maybe it's because you want to be seen reading the Times newspaper or, or whatever paper you read on a Sunday morning on your own and having a bacon sandwich or yeah. brunch with the whole family or dinner at night. You know, there's, there's a separate thing there. Yeah. And it's something you, that you can't, it will never take away from is that show. And that's why it's the most important thing is, is the experience. It's putting the experience, you know, that whole thing about when you come into a restaurant, it's theatre. Delivery and supermarkets can't take that away from you. You know, that's where we need to lead the way and it's where the whole restaurant industry needs to be on their game and, and making sure that that is what they're doing. Who are, who are you looking at when you want to get inspired from the industry? Anyone you like thinking that's, that's yeah. where we get a, a bit of an inspiration from and they, they're doing it really well? I mean, there's lots of restaurants that I go into, I think, in the independence. I think you can take bits out of and, and food halls, markets. I mean, my best times to me are when I'm on the farm, in the market, in a greenhouse somewhere. Yeah. I get most inspiration from. I get inspiration from colours and... I mean, I just looked at this ceiling in this room here and I thought, well, you know, it does actually in certain ways make something look nice. And so, um, but actually, restaurant-wise, I look at past... I look what I, I mean. My sister-in-law is doing at Marmaid. I think we should be a bit more like that locally with bills, as was. But then I used to look at when people go out; they go out to, as I say, to be entertained. And and then I look at places like the River Cafe. When you go in there, you should, you know, it's, a, it's top end. The entertainment's still there. You've got a feel about it, you know. And it's that look from inside out when you when you go in somewhere. You look through the windows, and you've got those layers of you know, warmth and candles and supper time feel. And there's lot you know, there's lots of restaurants you go to that give you bits and pieces of all that. Dishoom, you know. Mm. It's got that thing it's a little bit different everyone. I mean there's not many of them still, but it's got that you know you're safe there's a safety net of you know you're gonna get something that's reliability, but you still feel like you're in a special place when you go to eat there. And I I, just, I think obviously that the time out markets and you know, there's still there's interesting things going on there. And I think Bill's menu is a little bit along those lines where you go in and if you want a burger, you can have a burger, but you can also have a sea bass. So you yeah. can also have your macaroni cheese or, you know, something for everybody there. So you capture a bigger audience. So it's a bit like that, but you're sitting in the environment and getting served as if you're in a restaurant. It's interesting, you know, into the Times Market, uh, Victoria Market Halls, mm. all them, and you can definitely see that southern feel of, doing food is definitely coming to to northern europe and yeah. it's coming more of that yeah, yeah. and i guess that's also about again putting on a theater because then you are more than one restaurant putting yeah. on a theater your number and then there's all all the operational wins with it as well because it's a smaller smaller Small, setup yeah. well it just gives people a chance to to do things without the worry you know yeah. i mean to do things without that massive investment to chance their luck to see if it would work to to, to fulfill a dream because Lots of people want to own a restaurant. Lots of people feel they can cook. When you do it every day, day in, day out, it's not so glamorous sometimes. But you know, it gives people the chance, it's opening doors for them to new things to happen. And I think we need to look at, you know, look what's new. Yeah. Try new things, you know. Nothing's really new. Everyone's magpied something from somewhere. And also the spaces that evolve around it, you know, the box parks. So there's always entertainment from yoga in the morning to beatbop at night. You know, there's lots going on there, you know, and, and then they've just opened at Wembley. I don't know if you've been there yet, and that's a pretty amazing space. 
Victoria Food Hall. It's got a feel about it, where yeah. it is. It feels like it's been there forever. It's and a very I, special feel in there when you come in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right down to actually the things I would moan about are I can actually smell too many foods. So you mm. think the extract's not working properly, but that's a market for you, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. so it is part of the environment. You go yeah. out smelling of the food you've just eaten in some ways, but yeah. it adds to that hustle bustle. It's got that street food feel to it. You know, it's an amazing spot and very popular. I mean, it just shows yeah. you what people want to do. Yeah, and I guess also because then you can come together to a group where everyone can have what they really want yeah. to have and yeah. they're probably going to get the best of the best yeah, sausage, yeah. the best of the best salad bowl because that's the trade exactly, that yeah. is just focusing exactly. on being good at one thing, yeah. do one thing well. At an affordable price so you can do it more yeah. than once a week. Yeah. That's the thing. But, you know, I think we are, because of what we sell, very lucky that we've we've got the chance to have everything from around the world on their menu if you want. Some, I mean, they're British but with a twist, you know, and that's what we've always been good at. Yeah. And we've always had, from day one, where my uh, the head chef at Bill's, Andy Perry, have done a lot of travelling, spent a lot of time in the Far East. Tanya, obviously, had come back to work from in Hong Kong, come back to work in the UK. Her head chef out there was May, who come back and influence a little bit of the menu at Bill. So we always had dip, dipped in of different things from Europe and Asia, you know. So whether it be a nasi goreng with a British twist yeah. to it or, you know, nasi goreng with parsnip, it doesn't, you know, it just, it always had something from around the world dipped into it. Would we, uh, would we in, the, in the near future, uh, anticipate seeing bills outside uh, the UK borders? The last year we've really tucked ourselves in, gone back and, I would just say, looked after some restaurants, tried some different things of what we've got. We obviously we want our business to grow and we will be opening more restaurants and we're looking at sites now. Um, I'm sure what we do lends itself to be in other countries at some time. But I've got, I don't think, and I know we haven't got any plans at this moment in time to be going. I mean, let's look after what we've got. I mean, we're very lucky that bills can be in Glasgow, Cardiff, but it also can slip into Whitney. Mm. there's several regions of Bristol where it could be you could have more than one so we can be your neighbourhood restaurant or your high in the high street in the city you know and there's lots of places lots more venues in this country I think you'll see a bill crop up before we go abroad Who is uh, your personal hero? Who are you looking up to when uh, when you're looking for inspiration and need that extra boost of energy when uh, the tough gets going? The closest person to me is my wife. She yeah. always gives me a like, boost of energy. Definitely the one who I say, oh, God, this has been hard. She got her glass always, always half full rather than half empty with me. And she's always, when when I'm up there, she'll make me get down. But when I'm down there, she'll always pick me up. And she's like, I mean, I don't always agree with her, but when I walk away, she's normally 99% of the time right. I'm very much been in bills for the first 10 years of, my like, first 20 years of running bills before it joined forces with anyone else. Mm-hmm. I didn't get over Cliff Bridge and Lewis. So I never, I've not sort of grown up in this industry. I've grown up looking after bills in Lewis as a fresh produce store. If I've got a problem, I go to one man, which is Chris Benyon's. Chris Benyon looks like, he's an inspiration to me in food and he's, you know, always comes out with the right answer. If he thinks I'm wrong, he'll always say it. He never's never anything held back with him. He always just says why I am. So he's the, my first port of call when I think something's going wrong. My sister-in-law, I've got to give a special mention for her because she, she's my sister. In, you know, she's, sister she's in that sister and we have barnies, we have arguments. But, you know, she's another port of call when I've got a real big problem. Go to, go to time, she normally sees a cold light of day with things. But, um, yeah, definitely... Very food-led, very guest-led, always guest first. 
always puts the guest in front of the margin, all those different things, you know, 100% of nothing, it's nothing, yeah. you know, it's all. And obviously, my partner, Richard, he always says, says it the way it is and um, has um, been supportive of Bills right the way through in every, every way you could think he would be, you know. So there's a, a portfolio of, of great people you're having around you to, to give you guidance and... Yeah, and sometimes you, you do things you think, God, should you really be doing that? Yeah. And they normally come out and say, no, you shouldn't. And they come up with the right way of doing things. Normally. And so there's many, many years you go to. In the end of our podcast, we always ask the, the Maverick on it if they would have any you know, advice for, for, for either upcoming entrepreneurs or leaders in the industry. What would that one advice be? Never give up on your heart and your passion. I mean, you're doing things for money, but you spend a lot of time in your life doing something, so you must do something you believe in. Think lucky. If you think lucky, you'll be lucky. And I think you've got to think positive about everything you do and realise that you're never going to love everything all the time. You know, the good times outweigh the bad times, then stay with it. Stay with what you do. Give things a chance to, to work the way you believe they should work. But then also, don't let the past rule the future. Make sure you change with the times and go with the flow with, with, with things. And also the most important thing is if you want to say small, you can. It's not being big as a, can be sour sometimes. Sweet can be you know, small. You, know, you do just as well keeping it tight. Um, I've been very lucky and I'm sure that there are better ideas and beautiful business out there. I haven't been so lucky that but I've been in the right place at the right time to grow my business. And as I say, more luck than judgment sometimes. And great support by um, people that are very good at what they do. Yeah, so I think most of all, you've got to do something you enjoy doing. And if you enjoy doing it, it normally inspires everyone around you, your your guests, your teams. And when it stops being so lovely and you don't enjoy it, maybe you are slightly taking the business in a way you shouldn't have taken it. And then you should readdress it and go back to what you love doing because normally that's what's going to make. You know, if you're not enjoying the song you're singing, you're not going to sing it very well. And so no one wants to listen. That was a very good advice. So it's about looking at yourself and the energy you, in a way, yeah. send out in your surrounding. Bill, thank you very much for being on the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm sure that there's a, a lot of people out there that have been quite inspired about your journey and what you've done. And, uh, and thank you again for coming today. Thank you for having me, Mark. Thank you. That's all we had time for today. Thank you, Bill, for sharing your story. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please rate, like, or even share with other people in the industry. A big thank you to Let's Talk Video Production making these podcasts possible. We hope you have enjoyed today's Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinker. Tune in next time for another industry interview. And in the meantime, find out more about us at hospitalitymavericks.com. Thanks for listening and be maverick.